Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. You've been waiting all week. I know I have. <laughs> With bated breath. That's only because I eat worms. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, he is Neil Michaels. I am John Ashton. Hopefully, you are aware of who you are. <laughs> Self-awareness is something that so few of us have anymore these days. I don't know if people notice this, but you always do the introduction for you and for me. Mm -hmm. That takes so much pressure off of me because sometimes I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm John Ashton, and he's Neil Michaels, and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> That's who I am today. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have to go look at my driver's license again. I tell you, that that is just a, just an example of how bad the world is getting. The, is it? We're going to hell in a handbasket. You got to admit, right? I, I'll wait to see do, why before do you I – know, do you, Well, I mean, people aren't working. There true. are businesses all over the world who cannot find employees. Do you know how bad it's getting? How bad? It is getting so bad that I understand they're now allow allowing long-haired, freaky people to apply. Oh. <laughs> they need not apply, usually. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Look it up. Five-man electrical band. <laughs> Two old DJs doing old <laughs> lyrical jokes don't go over with lots of people. You know how they say this is these are inside jokes? It's only because we're both inside. That's right. We, we should be put away. We are going to talk not only about golf a little bit. We're going to talk about golf. A whole bunch. A lot of bit. Today we will be talking a lot of bit of golf. And I have to tell you that if you have a tendency in your life to, to listen to something and then get very jealous today, oh, yeah. you might not want to listen because you will be very jealous what our main guest does today. His name is Joe Fellini. Not the movie guy Fellini. No. No. How does that he, go again? He pretends he's Fellini and Antonioni and also his countryman Roman Polanski all rolled into one. One. Claude Hooper Bukowski. More lyrics. This is why it's from hair. I will always have you as my co-host <laughs> wherever possible. <laughs> it's from hair, man. Manchester, okay. England, England. I just like letting him go. This is they, fun. <laughs> they, let, they let me. I was living in New York City. I was a young teenager. They let yeah. my cousin and I go to see hair unaccompanied. Oh, wow. Okay. Would you let a 16-year-old walk through Manhattan unaccompanied? Not anymore. No. no. But I, I do want to say that 
it was a red letter day in my life. And if you want me to cut this out, I will, but I'm going to tell you flat out. Her name was Heather McRae. She was Gordon McRae's younger daughter, okay. Meredith McRae's younger sister. I remember this. I remember she was her, yes. in the original Broadway cast of Hair. Okay. And she was the first woman I ever saw in the flesh, literally. Oh. Yes. Without stealing one of my dad's playboys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot yeah. more fun when, you know, when it's yeah. literally it's moving around and stuff. Right there. <laughs> that's a good day. And it was like, wow. <laughs> I like how these two things have one large string in common. The whole going to see hair and then the long-haired, freaky people not apply. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Apparently, John needs a haircut or something. It's something about his mind today. Let's get back to golf. This dude, yeah. Joe Fellini, has played yeah. golf at 380-plus golf courses. Yeah. And he's not done yet. No. And as you will hear, a lot of them, most of them, are on the East Coast. So just mm -hmm. imagine if Joe was felt compelled to go overseas or to the Midwest or to the West Coast, right. uh, it, it could be thousands. It could literally be that. I want to be his caddy is what it could But anyhow. So it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> to listen to what Joe has to say today. And we have one of the funniest people on the planet in golf is a funny game, Jeremy Nunez, who mm -hmm. just finished his dry bar comedy special. We seem to have a lot of those these days and, and for good reason, because they're all really funny. They are. And I will tell you, John, after talking with him, the most interesting thing is some of his funniest bits that you can see online, he didn't get to. So we have to have him back so that we can get to some of them. Joe Fellini, who's going to make every golfer in the audience jealous as hell. And Jeremy Nunes is going to make you laugh and forget all about your jealousy. That's coming up with the approach shot, don't you? You're still running your business on QuickBooks? QuickBooks? More like quicksand. You do know that the bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated software that just can't keep up, right? It's Neil Michaels, and as a business owner myself, let me ask you this. Do you have time to deal with manual processes, multiple systems, delays, and scrambling to get the numbers you need? Yeah, I didn't think so. It's time to get out of the quicksand and get on solid ground with NetSuite. NetSuite by Oracle helps you automate your key business processes and close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. In fact, 93% of surveyed organizations increased visibility and control over their business since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to graduate from QuickBooks. Head over to netsuite.com approach. That's special financing for you graduates at netsuite.com slash approach. Again, netsuite.com slash approach. And we do thank you for sticking with us. We are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Joe Fellini is our guest. And, and Joe, I have been told that you have played golf basically everywhere. And my, my reaction was, well, the man must either be independently wealthy or got a cool scam. So which is it, man? <laughs> well, it, it, it has to be one or the other. It's definitely got to be the second one. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was hoping because now we can share it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I'll tell you, you know, thanks for having me on, guys. First of all, I really appreciate it. I look forward to chatting with you about golf. You know, a lot of the courses I got to play, I think I'm closing in on 380 courses played. 
at this point. A lot of them were, you know, if I went on business trips, I would schedule it just right. Mm -hmm. Then I would have that five, six hours somewhere in there to go out and play a round of golf wherever I was. I also, uh, though I grew up here in the Boston area, I've lived in South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, and Mississippi. So Mm -hmm. I played in some places where you can play year-round golf too. So that's helped a lot too. Joe, um, we started talking, you and I, about a week ago. And it was 350, so he's played 30 courses this week, John. It's just it's been a hell of a week. <laughs> well, it isn't that good. I wish it was. I, I did sneak out this morning and play the New England Country Club down in Bellingham, great um, Hale Irwin track. Yeah. It used to actually be a U.S. Open qualifying course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was why we had to move the recording to this time. Joe goes, um, yeah, I'd love to, but I'm playing in Connecticut this morning. I was like, <laughs> I want your life, man. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. And also keep in mind, too, guys, I did bang out a lot of these courses um, in the early days. I don't know if you've heard of the, the World Amateur that they have down in Myrtle Beach. Yes. Oh, yes. But in the early days when it was the DuPont World Amateur, okay. uh, we cranked out a lot of courses during that because we had about five or six guys we'd all meet up from around the country for the tournament and we get there a week early so we would play everybody's courses before the tournament started so we were banging out 36 holes a day before the tournament even started myrtle beach i don't know if, if, if for those who haven't been there myrtle beach has so many golf courses that you can actually hit a ball out of bounds on one fairway and find yourself not only on another fairway but on another golf course that's true (laughs) It is true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I, I'll tell you, man, they've got some great courses there. They, you know, some of the lesser courses, sadly, from when I played in the DuPont 30 years ago, mm-hmm. some of those courses didn't make it. Sadly, yeah. you know, some of them like a raccoon run or even John Daly's course, Wicked Stick went out yeah. a few years ago, which yeah. was a shame. I got to play that before it closed. But I mean, you look at places like Caledonia and TPC and Tidewater and just great courses down there. You could easily put together a trip to Myrtle beach for two weeks and not even think about it. Oh yeah. And there's like 105 golf courses or something within yeah. Myrtle beach. And there's an interesting, the interesting part about that. My in-laws used to live in North Myrtle beach, which is in North Carolina where Myrtle beach is in South Carolina. And there are a whole bunch of courses in that section as well. That's completely different than Myrtle beach and is, and is marketed and entirely different. They lived on a course in Carolina shores and same thing, you could hit on Carolina Shores and then pack up and drive a mile and you're on another course. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, you're right, it's a fantastic area for golf. You're talking about that Calabash area. That, That's yes. right. Spectacular. I mean, and they even lost some good courses. I don't know if you remember Marsh Harbor. Yeah, sure. Marsh Harbor was a fun little course and yeah. we used to love playing that course. And again, that was the one that didn't survive 10, 15 years ago, sadly. Yeah. Did you ever make and it to cre- uh, Patriots Point or uh, Wild Dunes down in Charleston area? In South Carolina? It's funny you say uh, Patriots Point. I did play that, um, let's see, three years ago. We did our, we, we have an annual golf trip and we mm-hmm. go someplace different every year. And we went to Kiowa that year. Mm-hmm. And a good friend of mine lived in Charleston. And he said, hey, why don't you come up and meet me? We'll play Patriots Point. We'll have some fun up there. Really fun course. Really yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, very different from what you're going to see in Kiowa. That one. And we also played a course south of Charleston in, I think it's Hollywood, Florida, called Stono Ferry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool course. They actually have um, remnants of the Civil War on the golf course. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they have like a cannon from this <laughs> really cool golf course. Except in yeah, South Carolina, than- it's not the Civil War. It's the War of Northern Aggression. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 
and much better than the courses I played where they actually still had some decomposing bodies on the course. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's California. Not nearly man. as good as the cannons. <laughs> you hit that one like a decomposing body. But they do say, you know, hit it like. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about Trump Ferry Point in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And Joe's not invited back there. Well, actually, the funny thing about the reason I say that is the funny thing about that is some of old Yankee Stadium is buried under Trump Ferry Point. Oh, really? Yeah. So when you're playing some of those holes, you're actually playing on top of old Yankee Stadium is wow. where they threw that stuff. <laughs> That's remarkable. Yeah. All right, Gina. So we're we're jealous of this. You, you've got 380 courses and clearly are keeping count, which you know yeah. is, is a wonderful thing. We're going to live vicariously through you. How... I know you're a sales and marketing guy. How do you get out to play that often? Well, again, a lot of it was living down south. You can play year round. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of weekends, a lot of early morning tea times, uh, you know, especially when you're living in Orlando and it's August. (laughs) You certainly want to get out there as early as you can. uh, And it's actually what I go out of my way to do. I go out of my way to play different courses. I really enjoy Though I was a member, I don't know if you remember Norton Country Club mm-hmm. when you lived up here. I was a member at Norton for a few years. And, it, you know, it's great. I love being a member of a course, but you just can't beat the different golf courses. So, you know, a lot of what I did was obviously weekend golf, getting out early in the morning. And like I said, business trips, I, I got to travel a lot. One time, good example of that was I went to Birmingham, Alabama on a business trip and I carved out some time to play Ross Bridge. Oh. which is on the Jones Trail. What yeah. a spectacular course that is. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's a lot of that stuff. It's a lot of just carving out that time and getting that niche and yeah. getting out there as much as you can. So when did you start playing golf, Joe? Uh, I was probably in my early 20s. So, oh, okay. ooh, boy, see, you're going back to the 80s. <laughs> yeah. For for a golfer that that's so adamant about it, it's relatively late in life to start. Absolutely. Because most... Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I was a, an, an athlete in school and I really didn't think about golf too much. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of school, really my buddies and I just went to the Norwood Country Club in Norwood, Mass and went to the driving range and just saw, just to see how far we could hit the ball with a driver. Yeah. Just had fun with it. And then we looked over the golf course and we said, geez, we should try this sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you too about the, the whole country club thing. I mean, I, I don't want to cast aspersions upon country clubs because they're great, but you start to think if I'm paying this much money to to play here, I should play here. It does make it kind of boring when you play the same course, even though golf is never the same on the same course two days in a row. But still, you get to the point where you can almost do it with your eyes closed after a while. You're right. You're right. But I am looking forward to do <laughs> My wife and I are talking about retirement now. We are looking to go down to Hilton Head. Uh, and we are looking at some courses down there where we'd like to live and uh you know, they all, they're all communities. And if you're living in the community, you're a member of the golf course. So right. I am kind of looking forward to that, actually, just for the, the camaraderie and everything that goes along with it. I mean, sure. it's a lot yeah. of fun. And then you can still, from Hilton Head, it's easy to venture out and play some other courses, too. Oh, once in a while. They're all over the place, man. Yeah. So, John, you'll, you'll notice that Joe has not mentioned anything off the eastern seaboard. No. And when we were talking before, you said most of the courses that you've played are east of the Mississippi. Right. We, we did do a golf trip two years ago uh, where we went to Arizona, had a great time. We, we put together a really cool trip. And one thing that we like to do on our trips, guys, to get off point a little bit is uh, I like to, you know, I work in the travel industry, so I'm always the one putting these trips together. And I like to find something fun for us to do that's away from golf. So that year, 
two years ago when we went out there, we stayed in Scottsdale. We actually got in on a Saturday and I had tickets for us to go see Arizona State play Southern Cal in football. Oh, oh very nice. Right. So we went right from the airport and we got to meet some some folks on Twitter who were Sun Devil fans. They told us where to meet them in the parking lot to tailgate. We just had a spectacular time. Yeah. And then the next day we went out and six days in a row. We played every day and yeah. boy, there are some great courses out there. Oh yeah. That's- Scottsdale area, Phoenix area has got tons of them and Tucson's got even more. It's, it's a beautiful state to play golf. in. I do have to ask you a question though, being a new Englander, have you ever played at the Bitterford Saco country club in Saco, Maine? I have not got up to Maine to play that course. It, it, that's one of the many on the list. Uh, and you know, with Sable Oaks and all those other courses yeah. up there, just dying to get up to Maine and play more golf. I played there because I, I go there every summer for vacation. It's where my, my family lives now in Saco, not at the country club. But uh, <laughs> on, the, on the number one tee, there is a small little plaque that says that the front nine of the Biddeford Saco Country Club was originally designed and built in 1927 by Donald Ross. Really? Everywhere else in the world – if it's a Donald Ross course, they scream it. Donald Ross right. course. Come play the Donald Ross course in Maine. It's like, oh, yeah, Donald Ross designed it. Have a good time. You know? <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, it's funny you say that. A lot of the same line along those same lines is Cape Cod. Boy, oh, boy. I mean, I belong to the tour of Greater Boston where we go out and we play tournaments. Obviously, I, I, I'm not crazy about the tournament piece of it. You know, it's fun, and I like putting a score up and everything. But I go because we play a lot of private courses. Like uh, this past Monday, we played the Wiano Club, which is a Ross course. Mm-hmm. The week before that, we played Willow Bend. We played um, Woods Hole and just some fabulous courses. And it's amazing how many Ross courses are in this area. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to just, just follow the train tracks, man, and you'll find Donald Ross courses because he traveled everywhere by train. I am going to raise my hand as somebody who lives in San Diego mm-hmm. and say – Joe, I appreciate the fact that you went to Arizona. I have played in Arizona, too. The one thing that's great about playing in Arizona, especially if it's June through October, is that if it's a 400-yard par four, you can take out a nine iron and reach the green. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you hit it 150 and it'll bounce and roll the other 250, <laughs> right? But they're in California, I, I understand that there's a course or two worth playing. I think one's called Pebble something. <laughs> The other yeah. is Tory something. <laughs> I, I, there's a rumor going around that we have some decent golf out here. Why Why have you not graced us with your presence? Well, a lot of it was the business I was in. I just never got out that far because it was territorial. But I have played some courses in California. I played, um, I, as a matter of fact, last January, the last trip we did before COVID, my wife had on her bucket list to go to the Rose Bowl parade. So I said, all right, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> I'll go to the parade. <laughs> But you're going to the football game. <laughs> so it worked out perfect for us. I mean, we had, you know, I bought the tickets to sit in the bleachers for the parade. And then I said to her, I said, okay, I'll let you pick what team we're going to cheer for in the Rose Bowl because I really don't care. Would you rather have a shirt with a duck on it or a badger on it? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, she picked a duck. So we of sat with the Oregon fans. We had a great time. But then we went down to San Diego for three days and I actually played Madeiras. Yeah. What a great course. Boy, yeah. I was – and I got to play with a member, had a great time. What a really nice course that was. So I, I played there. I played a couple up near L.A. I played um, Angeles National, which is a Nicholas course. 
and I played Trump National. So a couple of courses in California. But I got to get out there more without a doubt. We will allow it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have placated him. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to delve a little deeper into technique because you've said a few things that I find intriguing and I want to delve deeper into how to do this stuff. We have Joe Fellini who has played 380 plus golf courses. Talk about an addict, man. Wow. Uh, I'm coming right back, so hang with us. We are the approach shot. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. And thanks for hanging. Coming back, I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Joe Fellini. An avid golfer. Avid probably is not a strong enough word, man. Would you say? Well, I love it. I'll tell you that. It, it, okay. it's, it's just a ton of fun. I mean, I love getting out with my friends. I Today I went out and played, and I played with three strangers, yeah. and we had a blast. So, they are now yeah. three friends, are they not? They will be, yeah. yeah. Isn't that the best part? The last time I went and played, I played with a guy who's a friend who brought his teenage son, who played very well for, for his age, and we ran across two other people that got put in our group. And I now have them in my phone, and I call them when I'm ready to go play. This weekend, I'm going to go hit, yep. and I'm going to call Rob and say, hey, Rob, remember me? We played, and he's I, we did that a couple of weeks ago. And he said, oh, yeah, I'd love to. I, I've already got a tea time, but how about next week? And so it, that is the greatest part about the camaraderie yeah. is you just don't have to do much except play together and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, exactly. But one of the and, things – And you, don't take it too seriously. That's right. That's the, <laughs> the reason to have fun or the ability to have fun is to not take it or yourself too seriously. But you mentioned that you play a lot of private courses. How do you do that? Because I know you're not a member of a lot of private courses. No, like I said, a lot of it is is this the tour of Greater Boston that I'm on. We play a lot of private courses. I got you, okay phenomenal job of getting us on private courses sometimes it's it's winning auctions i go to some charity events and my my friends and i we've all won auctions and we played some nice courses uh because of that as well or sometimes yeah because i i do have a bit of a presence on twitter not a big presence but you know i've bumped into some people there who have said hey come on out when you're in this area you I'll, i'll get you on my course as a matter of fact our um golf trip for 2020 was supposed to be to ireland Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, that didn't happen. No. Yeah. So we we moved it to this September, and it sounds like there's a chance it's going to happen. Very good. Uh, but when we were originally talking about it, and I, and I like to get on places like Twitter and talk to people and say, hey, have you gone to Ireland? Are you from Ireland? Give me some recommendations on courses. So we built this unbelievable trip to go over there. I mean, we're playing Tralee, La Hinch, Valley Bunyan, Waterville, Old Head, Dukes. We're playing some great courses. So this guy from um, Killarney said to me on Twitter, 
hey, do you have a day off? Because I belong to the Kalani Golf Club and love to have you out to play. Yep. So sometimes it's just stuff like that, too, yeah. where it just falls into place that you're going to be in the right place at the right time. Have you're you dying already... to sing, aren't you, John? You're just <laughs> dying to sing right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Danny <laughs> <laughs> boy? Have you, have you uh, done, done the St. Andrews trip, Scotland, already, or is that going to come after Ireland? That's going to come after Ireland. Okay. We, we, we're planners. So yeah. we've actually got um, the next three years are planned out. If, if Ireland does happen this year, the next two are going to be we're going to make our way to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do Aaron Hills, all the courses up by Sand Valley, uh, Mammoth Dunes, right. and then go over um, to Whistling Straits and finish the trip there. Yeah. And then after that is going to be St. Andrews. Got a recommendation for you because uh, this this past weekend I was invited up to the grand opening of the uh, American Dunes Golf Course in uh, Grand Haven, Michigan. And yeah. uh, it's a Jack Nicholas course. And Jack was there and Nancy uh, Lopez was there and a bunch of – but Kid Rock was there, you know, a bunch of people. Man, it's a great course. But they took out 1,400 trees when they redesigned it. And wow. and they found out that there wasn't, you know, you're only a half mile from Lake Michigan. And, right. and there wasn't a whole lot of dirt under those trees. So there are not only bunkers everywhere, but there's natural sand everywhere. <laughs> and, right, right. And, it's, and nothing to stop the wind. No, no. And, you know, the, the cold water and the warm ground, whew, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a 20-mile-an-hour wind. <laughs> You know, and and the thing about a golf course with wind is it's always in your face. Doesn't matter yeah, what direction true. you're going, it's in. always in your face. Without a doubt, I played two holes that one went one way, one way came back the other way, and yeah. I had the wind in my face both holes. And I said, "How is it possible?" <laughs> you know, hey, hey Joe, you're a um, for what you do for a living. You're a specialist in booking people. I mean, you mentioned travel specifically, and you do a lot of booking um, to people for people to go to Italy. Right. Have you have you ever played there or? First of all, you and I are going to talk because when when we get back on a plane, my wife and I we're headed back to Italy, and I want Joe to book me. Excellent. But, yeah, we actually I, I played one course over there. It was in Tuscany, um, a little south of Florence. The reason I picked that course was proximity because Florence is just my favorite city in the world. I absolutely right. love Florence, Italy. Secondly, I like to play courses that have a story, and this sto- the story here was that this course was actually used one time for the Italian Open. And I'll tell you how long ago this was. Bernhard Longer won it mm. <laughs> when they had the Italian Open there. But wow. I love stuff like that. I like to you know, look at Ryder Cup courses and things like that. I yeah. just really enjoy playing courses that have some stories to them. Yeah, that's like uh, Valhalla here. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, right. I played Valhalla a couple of times for media days and things like that. Other than that, when I drive by, they close and lock the gates. But um, <laughs> there, there are a couple of courses in this area I, I recommend this to everybody who who we get on the the show who plays golf. But the the Pete Dye course at French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana. Have you yeah. been there at all? Have not. It's funny you say that course because this is how much of a golf nerd I am, and I'm a list maker too. So mm-hmm. I was making a list the other day, and I actually put it up on Twitter about a week or so ago. I said the one public course I want to play in every state, and I picked one for every state. And see you how know, some of them have stories. Some of them are you know. I have friends who played the course who said it was great, like um, Rio Seco in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Not the best course there, but I have a friend who played it and he loved it and said you got to play there. But the die course at French Lick is the course I want to play in Indiana. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is is absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's on the highest point in the state of Indiana. Oh, wow. Because uh, Indiana is flat for the most part once you get north of the French Lick area. But the whole the whole concept of French Lick, I mean, at the resort – 
1931, it's where FDR announced he was going to run for president. They had the Democratic right. National Committee meeting there. Uh, Duncan right. Hines was the executive chef there in the 30s. Uh, and also they have a Ross course where the uh, 1923 U.S. Open was was played. And, right. Um, right. But, man, that is like – the toughest golf course I have ever played. Uh, Pete Dye, there's a statue of Pete Dye in front of the clubhouse that says, golf is not a fair game, therefore why should I design a fair course? Right. You know? Right. It's like, it's not fair, Pete. You're a you're a sadist, man. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that that um, ocean course, the Kiowa Island, don't get me wrong, my favorite course I've ever played in my life, number one on the list, but like you said, diabolical. How many golf ball dozens did you go through? Oh, my God. Please, don't even get stuck. I do have a great story about that course if you want to hear it. Sure, yes. Of course. We were playing it three or four years ago. And beautiful day. Perfect weather. No wind, believe it or not. And we're on the 10th fairway. And when you're going down the 10th fairway, on the right side, there's these big mansions that are set back Mm -hmm. overlooking the 10th fairway. So our caddy that we had, my caddy I had, was in the group with Phil Mickelson when he was playing a practice round for the PGA. So he's standing in the 10th fairway, and this is when he had Bones as his caddy. Up on the top floor of one of these houses on the roof, the guy had a big party going on, and he had a tent going and music and food. And Phil said to Bones, give me three balls. He took three balls. He autographed all three of the balls. And do you know he took a wedge and he hit all three of them up on the roof of that house? I don't. I don't know which is a which. Which is harder to do: hit three balls under the roof with a wedge, or get your whole name on a golf ball? Right, especially with <laughs> Mickelson. Yeah, right. I think I'd just write Phil if I was. Yeah. There you go. They'll probably get the job done. For golfers who are intense golfers, you know, I, I have taken to carrying my clubs with me everywhere. Even though my wife was like, "We're not going to be able to fit everything if you bring your golf clubs." It's like, well then. Pick out some stuff not to bring because the clubs are going, you know? Right. Um, because it's always great to go, and, and you can always find somebody to play with. That's the beauty of this game. Yeah, right. And the other beauty yeah. is you don't have to be good to enjoy it. That's no. right. Well, no. But you have to be smart enough to not let yourself get upset. Yeah. It takes, it takes some time for people who play infrequently to realize if I'm not going to play often enough, I shouldn't have high expectations. Yeah. And when you when you wrap your head around that, it's a lot more fun game. And as long as you just don't play slow, man, no one will will, right. will hold anything oh, against right. you, man. That's right. That's right. I always just I always used to say when I was younger, I'm bad, but I'm fast and bad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you up. In fact, you know, I may I may add a little humor to your round. Absolutely. We we talk a lot about golf and we talk a lot about enjoying a beverage on the course. And I've got a six pack for Joe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, don't get all excited, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. We are the approach side. If you want a good cigar, you go to a good cigar shop. You want the best, you go to Famous Smoke Shop. Let us deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest price. Famous started out as a small shop in New York City. Now we're putting our 80 years experience in the business to work making deals on the cigars you love. From wallet-friendly everyday smokes to high-end luxury cigars to mark a lifetime achievement. Let us show you with this exclusive Famous offer. Go to FamousSmoke.com and pick from more than 8,000 cigar brands fresh and ready to 
ship from our client control 24,000 square foot humidor. Then check out with the promo code 24U. That's 20FORYLU, and we'll take $20 off your order of $99 or more. Every purchase you make is backed by our famous freshness guarantee. Get real cigars from a real cigar shop and save $20. Now with the promo code 24U. Ship direct to you from FamousSmoke.com. That's FamousSmoke.com. Hey, thanks for coming back. I mean, Joe hung out because he thought he was going to be fed and, and watered, but uh, that's not that kind of six-pack, Joe. <laughs> Just made him sound like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard six-pack, and here I am up in Boston, so you know I'm figuring it's going to be Sam Adams. <laughs> what I was thinking. And there's a commercial, there's a great commercial one right now. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Joe from Boston. Of course I brought Sam Adams. <laughs> right, so. right. All right, Joe, I've got a six-pack of questions for you. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Putting you on the hot seat. Question one, what's the one thing you can't live without on a golf course? One thing I can't live without on the golf course is my seven iron. Boy, I'd be <laughs> lost without that seven iron. <laughs> See, I like the, the honest answer as opposed to a beer, uh, my best friend, uh, blah, blah, blah. My seven iron. Without that, I got nothing. Question two, living or dead, who would you like to play a round of golf with? Donald Ross. Uh, cool. Without wow. a doubt. I'd love to play one of the Ross courses, either in Pinehurst or on Cape Cod, with Donald Ross. Yep. So there I could look go. at him and say, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Can't you please just make one green flat? <laughs> oh, I know. When we played Pinehurst number two, I, I, I missed the green on the first hole by about 10 feet. My caddy said, put it. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> took my wedge out. Tried to hit my wedge on there. I looked at him. I said, all right, I'll putt from now on. <laughs> right, yeah. From now on, whatever you say. <laughs> Question three. Most golfers remember one hole or one round that they played that far exceeded their ability. What's one that you recall? Far exceeded my ability. I would have to say I, I could go with Mark Kalkovecchia and say the 17th hole at Kiowa Island, the par three that if you recall in the Ryder Cup, the war at the shore, that um, – he knocked it in the water on that mm-hmm. hole. And I bailed out so far left that I don't think I was any closer to the green with my second shot as I was with my tee shot. <laughs> <laughs> Question four, what's your favorite golf word or golf expression? Oh, boy. Probably, um, and, and it, it drives my friend crazy because he gets so annoyed when I do this. But do you remember the, the whole um, Hal Sutton be the right club today. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My best friend hates that term so much. So as you can imagine, I use it every chance I get. I like that. I'm going to steal that. I, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Be the right club today. And I heard a funny story about this. I didn't know this. But the reason he said that was right before he played that tournament, he got fitted for new irons. Ah. So he wasn't quite sure of the numbers on his irons. So that's why he said that. Very cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Question five. What's the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to you on the course? Embarrassing thing that ever happened to me on the course would have to be we were playing a course in Myrtle Beach. It's a part, there's a part three on the course and you hit over a burial ground, tee to green. Well, of course, one of my best friends topped his ball in there and decided he would go in there and hit out of there. And of course, as he walked in there with the club in his hands, the ranger came over the hill behind us (laughs) and said, what the hell is he doing in there? And the only thing I could think to say was, 
he was a preacher and he was in there blessing everyone <laughs> in the burial ground. <laughs> so that was probably the most embarrassing moment. Yeah. yeah did the ranger good. buy yeah. it, man? <laughs> uh, well, he kept driving. So that was all right. There you go. It's a burial ground. People yeah, are dying to get in. <laughs> Sorry. Question six. And we asked this to all our guests in your approach to life, since we are the approach shot. What one rule do you live by? Don't take anything too seriously. I mean, you can't. I mean, things can change on a dime. Something that could be important today. And someone said this to me years ago. Look at something and say to yourself, a year from now, is this going to matter? And that's kind of what I do. I kind of step back and look at things and say, all right, so a year from now, is this spot that I don't have grass in my backyard really going to (laughs) matter? Very nice. He, you did quite well, my friend. Thank, Thank you. you. That was a lot of fun. That's you, uh, you are off the hot seat. Good. Jeff Fellini, man. When I grow up, I want to be you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I want to be your brother. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be my best friend because you're on all the golf trips. Well, I, I, I want you to, to set up my uh, – it, it's funny that you said it because my wife and I want to go exactly to the pl- two places you talked to, to Florence and Tuscany. So I'll be calling you about that. That'd be great. That'd be great. Like, you, you can't beat it. You can't. You. I mean, you just can't beat all of Italy. And the cool thing about Italy, real quick, is that every place you go is different because a lot of people don't know that the United States is a hundred years older than Italy as a country. Yes. And before the in the early eighteen hundreds, Italy was just these little. They were all their own little countries: Venice, Florence, Rome. So everything's so different. I mean, the food's different. The culture's different. The yeah. language is a little different. So yes. yeah. Italy's just such a cool place to go to. John, what do you think my wife will say if I tell her I'm bringing golf clubs? She's going to Italy where she wants to go? (laughs) Yeah. Tell her to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You tell her that. I think I'll come up with something better. no problem. (laughs) Much better idea. And, and Joe, I just want to let you know that I have friends at the Pete Dye course at French Lick. So you want to go, you get in touch with me, I can make it happen. That'd be great. And see, this is how this list gets to 380. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly I know somebody right. who knows somebody who knows somebody, without a doubt. Yeah, four hundred by the end of the year. And do you know that the the city owned golf course in Lexington, Kentucky, Kearney Hills, is a Pete Dye golf course? Unbelievable! It cost I mean, twenty nine bucks to play did, there. Did the guy have a, a house anywhere, or did he just yeah. just a nomad? That's well, he lived in Indiana, so around the Indiana area, man, he was uh, he had a lot of stuff. But uh, right, right. Yeah, but for the most part, I think he just lived in a tent on golf courses. And if you haven't been down there, you got to get to, to Pinehurst. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, we uh, we did Pinehurst last year. Remember, I told you we were supposed to go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. We postponed the trip, and I said, "Okay, where do you want to go?" Good night, Pinehurst. Enough. Let's go there. Hey guys, are you wedding ring shopping, or do you remember when you were? It was and should have been all about your wife. But what about you? I'm guessing not so much, or even who cares? Well, that means you don't know about manly bands. Manly bands are the coolest rings for men, made out of materials like tungsten, wood dinosaur bone, antler, and even gold. Well, when I say these things are cool, I'm talking about rings from their MLB collection or the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel collection, to name a few. And golfers, check out the double eagle in the Manly Band Sports Collection, made of cobalt chrome. It's perfect for any golfer. And if you're married and have a ring already, get another one. You don't own just one ball cap, do you? Here's a special offer for listeners of The Approach Shot. Order your Manly Band and get 21% off plus a free silicone ring. Just go to manlybands.com approach. That's manlybands.com approach for 21% off. 
Manly Bands, the best damn rings, period. And now, it's time for... Golf is a funny game. <laughs> Back to your hosts, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Once again, Mr. Big Voice and has told you that it is time for golf is a funny game. Which is no lie, because this is the point where we're funny from here on. The first, I don't know, 30 minutes of the show, not so much. But, but, but you know, what you mean we? We actually have it. In, <laughs> I'll ignore that. We actually have it in the title of the segment. We do. Because, which... you know, Jeremy Nunez is here and we can actually hand off the funny baton to somebody who does this for a living. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I am, uh, I am stoked. <laughs> yeah, that make that makes three of us because uh, every time we have somebody on in this segment, I have a tendency. I know John does too, but I have a tendency to watch some of your stuff. And a couple of hours ago, I was watching some of your dry bar comedy. Had to find tissues for the stuff. It's just great stuff. And and I greeted you a minute ago as the only comedian mayor that we've ever had on. But that actually happened. Yeah, it did. But yeah, so I ran for office as a joke. I got my name on the ballot as comedian Jeremy Nunes, and my campaign slogan was, put a real joker in office. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, has been done before, but never advertised. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, of course, I thought, well, if I'm doing this so obviously that it's obviously a joke to me, you know, no one's going to vote for me and, you know, I'll go about my business. But of course, that didn't work out. I won with 80% of the vote. <laughs> And what town was this? So it's uh, Dawson, Illinois, and mm-hmm. Dawson is uh, just sits just outside of Springfield, Illinois, sort of right smack dab in the middle of the state. I tried to get a new hashtag trending: Dawson is Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> it did not catch on, surprisingly, <laughs> largely because most people didn't know how to spell awesome. Oh. <laughs> So did you yeah. ever serve or did you just say, hey, it was a joke. I'm out of here. No, I served. Right. I, I really did. So, yeah, that's what uh, what the book's about, which I'm sure you get to later. But I uh, so I just basically have all these stories of all these ridiculous things that happened when I was mayor <laughs> that everybody thought was so funny. So I threw them into a book and I'd always wanted to write the book. But uh, I never knew if I'd have time, you know, and then, of course, COVID happened and everything shut down, didn't have any shows. So then I had all the time in the world to to put everything together. Um, I mean, what else was I going to do? Spend time with my family? Jeez. <laughs> Not if I can help it. I know the feeling. <laughs> it's great for the first month or so. And then you're like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> that's, that's where the golf came in handy. That's right. (laughs) Well, not to to jump ahead into the book, but uh, what other excerpts from the book do you want to tell us about um, before people go lay down their hard-earned money for it? So it's called You Can't Write City Hall, a play on You Can't Fight City Hall. (laughs) So because you can't make this stuff up, you can't write it. So you can't write City Hall. Uh, So it's all these hilarious things that happen to me. So I'll tell you one of the stories, so you're kind of, you're, one of the things you do as a small town mayor, you're, you're juggling the complainers all the time. Mm-hmm. And as a small town mayor, you wear all the hats that uh, are full-time jobs in bigger cities. So as the small town mayor, I was the chief of police, the health inspector, animal control <laughs> officer, building inspector, liquor commissioner. Okay. And it goes on and on. So... 
So we have an abandoned house in the town. Believe it or not, an abandoned house in a small town. <laughs> and this guy lived next door to it. He'd had enough because a family of skunks had taken over the small town house. And so he's like, Jeremy, you got to get in there and get the skunks out of here. I was like, hey, you know, I'm not really you know, equipped to do that. He's like, well, you're the animal control officer. You need to get them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to. I'd rather call county. They know what they're doing. And he's like, well, you're also chief of police. You've got a gun. Go in there and shoot the skunks. <laughs> and so oh, nothing could go wrong with that scenario. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just not comfortable doing it. And he's like, hey, my taxes pay for better. And I was like, well, I, I hardly think you pay your taxes. <laughs> I can imagine an argument between the chief of police and the animal control guy back and forth. <laughs> now, Jeremy, you're going to do this. No, no, I'm not going to do that. But, Jeremy, you should do that. You could you could probably start drinking pretty heavily after that. <laughs> did, did you have like all the official vehicles for all the different departments you were the head of? <laughs> no, of you know, uh, we did have a couple department department vehicles that uh, you know, <laughs> I regularly got complaints. So we had two work trucks with you know proudly displayed Village of Dawson on them. Mm -hmm. You know, biggest complaint guy called me one day Tuesday afternoon at like twelve fifteen. Hey, the village truck is over at the diner. Well, I don't want to know why these guys aren't working. They're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it possible they're at lunch? So like, why do these guys get a lunch break? <laughs> I don't know. Call the chief of police. <laughs> yeah. You're also labor commissioner too, though. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would negotiate the labor contract, which never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so after four years, Mr. Mayor, did you decide you didn't want to do this again? Well, I'll tell you, I was mayor for years and years. I won't reveal the uh, the terms of, of what happened, you know, how long I was mayor and, and sort of the resolution, because that's kind of the sort of the, the build of the book. I don't want to give that away. But gotcha. um, when I was sworn in, and I didn't think of this until my proofreader brought it up, but I'm in the book, I'm laying out the night I'm sworn into office, and my mom and my sister and my wife are all there. And the proofreader said, well, you don't mention why your dad is there or why your dad is not there. And I was like, oh, that's right. Because he voted for the other guy. <laughs> wow. I know the dude. I ain't voting for him. <laughs> he got voted in despite the skeletons I know are in his club. <laughs> yeah. He, he wanted no part of endorsing his own son. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. He didn't get to come to the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Must make Thanksgiving dinner tad awkward, though, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was always a bit awkward because every holiday, you know, uh, with my folks living in the town, my dad especially would bring up his concerns. And he, he pushed and pushed and pushed. We didn't have a storm siren on, on his side of the town. And, you know, he felt it was necessary to get one. Actually, one of my big accomplishments my last year, I, w I was able to get the storm siren on the other end of town for him. He was thrilled. And Christmas was great for me. That year. I, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm basically just taking this thing over here. But <laughs> I'm not letting you interview me. Can I tell a story or do you want to ask me a question? No, hell no. Oh. It's, it makes it easy for us, man. We'll just sit here okay. and listen. Stories are great. 
All right. Yeah. So my uh, brother-in-law, chief of police um, in in his hometown, and he's the actual chief of police, not the de facto (laughs) because it's the mayor. But so one night, so my other brother-in-law coaches high school basketball in the same town. My father-in-law keeps the books, so he's there too. So they asked me to announce the the, announce the starting lineups for the the high school basketball game. This was a little over a year ago. And uh, I'm reading just this little template thing that I have. And I say, please rise for the playing of our national anthem. And then the high school kid who's supposed to play the CD goes, hey, I can't find the CD. You're going to have to sing it. (laughs) And I I was like, I'm not going to sing it. You sing it. And he goes, oh, I only have one job, and that's to play the CD. You know, I'm not saying. And I go, okay, you have one job, and you can't even do that. You are worse than a bad NFL kicker. (laughs) (laughs) And so I hear everybody laughing, and I figure out, oh, I'm arguing with this kid with my mic on. So everyone in the gym, (laughs) and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to bribe him. And I was like, come on, man. I bribe him like he's my own kid. I was like, hey, uh, if you sing it, I'll buy you something cool from the concession stand. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) And then somebody yells out, well, somebody better sing it or I'm going to take a knee. (laughs) (laughs) So now, as I mentioned, my father-in-law is there, who is Vietnam vet, lost part of his leg in the war, takes great offense to this, Mm -hmm. right? So what does he do? He pops off his prosthetic leg, hits the guy in the head with it. <laughs> and so, so now this big melee ensues. Everything, you know, finally, everything goes crazy, you know, and that's how 2020 started. <laughs> and, <laughs> but after, after everything settles down, if people want to know how the story ends. So the high school kid goes, uh, oh, hey. That's my bad. The CD was already in the player. (laughs) But then, so a lot of people think, oh, well, your father-in-law must have got in some trouble because, you know, he beat a guy up in front of, you know, he hit a guy. Well, as I mentioned, his own son was the chief of police (laughs) of the town. So no charges filed. (laughs) And the nepotism begins. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So the book is is out or is coming out? Uh, it just released last week. Oh, fantastic. And you, available Amazon, local bookstore, anywhere you buy? Yeah, all the big prominent stores have it. Uh, I'm not certain about you know the smaller retailers, but I know uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart, uh, all carry it. The ebook or the Kindle, whatever you call it, is available also. Book on tape is coming at some point. The problem is I'm doing it myself and can't figure out the technical requirements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody in your family knows. You're halfway there, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy will go down not only as the only comedian mayor we've ever had, but also the best microphone we've ever had for golf is a funny game. So yeah, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got the uh, I got it. You know, I got the professional microphone stuff going on. You know, I've done a lot of professional voiceover and mm-hmm. you know podcast myself, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, try to keep the high quality. The problem is the the powers that be in the uh, book on tape world. They have very specific requirements and specific lingo. I have no idea what they're talking about. And I've even asked people that are like sort of audio gurus mm-hmm. and they're like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I, That's what, when they told me I have my first book and they said it has to be at minus 16 lofts. I went, huh? 
Yeah, huh? that's one of the things. You know, I've been I've been talking into microphones since I was 16 years old. I've never heard of a luff. <laughs> I don't know from luffs, man. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. What, what is a luff? It, it sounds like a move I tried on my wife the other day. You know? <laughs> oh, more shameless self-promotion, man. Not only this phenomenal book is available, but what else you're doing? You got the podcast. What else going on? Eh? Uh, yeah. So um, as, uh, as Mike mentioned earlier, we got the dry bar comedy special. Uh, that's largely free on most platforms. So if mm-hmm. you just search for my name on there, you can see that. My Amazon Prime special is out there right now. Who's with me is what it's called. Uh, so you can just search for me on Amazon Prime. I think I get a dollar every time somebody watches that. Oh, so cool. if you guys could just sit there and refresh the screen. <laughs> You know, I'll bet you I'll bet you in your town you've got a lot of people just go and buy people's houses, plug in and unplug in, plug in and unplug in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well I had an issue with that last year. My uh my neighbor kept unplugging my Christmas lights and uh I was like, you know, come on, man. And and he said, you know, well, why don't you just plug them in at your own house? <laughs> <laughs> Hitting the road anytime soon, or are you too big for like comedy caravan in Louisville, Kentucky these days? You know what? I would love to get back in the comedy caravan. That's not on my calendar. So I do a lot of private events. I mainly do a lot of sort of like corporates and fundraisers, Mm -hmm. uh, churches, stuff like that. But there is a big public event coming up in August, suburb of Kansas City, Saturday, August 21. It's called Be the Best You. And it's this big corporate conference thing where folks come and get inspired and be motivated. And uh, lots of great speakers. And I'll be one of them there. Um, I'm probably the only one that's going to make a joke out of everything. <laughs> They'll be like, this was supposed to be serious. And I'm over there. Yeah. You ever fart so hard you had to take a nap? <laughs> uh, but I think if you Google be the best you, you can get some more info on that for August in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. probably be the only talk that people will not walk out of. Jeremy, thanks for being with us today. We really appreciate you being here on Office of Funny Games from the Approach Shot. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nation wide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. Okay, I mean, did we deliver? Did we uh, deliver? Totally, totally delivered like a mailman in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Nunes, absolutely hilarious dude. And you're right, we do have to have him back. Yeah. Because it, agreed. It beats having and, to find and another. Hopefully, he will actually return our emails, return our request, and return to sender. Sorry, it's a mailman thing. And yeah. Elvis, then all wrapped up. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe, if you ever need anybody to round out your foursome, call me. 
you know, I'd want to be his travel agent, but I just don't think he needs me to mess up his itinerary. So let's just let sleeping dogs lie there. <laughs> you know, he was rather closed mouth when we asked him his technique of, about how do you get on all these courses. It's kind of like, I manage. Yeah. But then again, when it came time for me to talk about booking a trip to Italy for me and my wife, he mm. was vociferous. Yes. <laughs> Jumped right in. Funny how that works. So, you know, I... <laughs> I think he's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> there are some secrets he will share. There are indeed. And and you know what? The idea of, of uh, having somebody on who we can be that jealous of mm-hmm. just makes us look like better men. That shows <laughs> we want to improve ourselves. We want to do better. We just want to learn his scam, <laughs> you know? man. That's what we want to do. That's the reason I had him on. I don't know about you, but <laughs> listen, next week, two more very good guests very funny. I think it's time for another edition of Bad Jokes, Dad Jokes with Bret Hart next week. This is made for us. Bad and dad. Because <laughs> we're both. We are both. Keep in mind, golf was invented yeah. by the same people and called a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. So true. And remember, too, life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.